What's up guys, I'm Rob and this is Cultured and it's an album review of T.I.'s The Libra. I don't know why he's got dots in between each thing, I don't know if that stands for something. It's never explained in the album at all. It is a bloody big album too, like 20 tracks long. It's over an hour and there are 22 different features. That is a lot, 22 features over 20 tracks. That's a lot. That is a feature-stacked project. And to be completely honest too, I kind of forgot how good T.I. is. Because like the last time he was in the news was that controversy with his daughter. Um, it came out that he had a yearly vaginal exam done on her to check if her hymen was still intact and whether or not she was still a virgin. Very weird thing to do, Clifford. Very, very weird thing to do. Yeah, I think she was a bit, like, she was 17 or 18 when that came out, so, yeah, a bit f***ed up. And, like, he's an anti-vaxxer as well. I'll cover that later, don't you worry. But, yeah, with all of that, I kind of forgot about his music better than what I remember, so that's a good thing. The whole first half of this project was just about money and expensive things that he owns. For the most part, there wasn't really anything too interesting. I don't really remember it that much apart for a few sort of like vital moments. But the second half was amazing. It's It's got a focal point. And one that he's actually able to keep along with all of his features. They're able to keep up with him. And they're able to also hone in on the same thing. And yeah, it's about black empowerment, which is fantastic. There's just track after track after track after track about how black lives mattered before this movement. Which like, obviously... Uh, and it's it's just it's really well put together like it the production it like after the first half where it's just braggadocious into the second half where it follows a narrative the production really tightens up and it's not as sort of like loosey-goosey as before like it wasn't cookie cutter in the first half but it wasn't really that interesting but in the second half you could definitely tell that the production was working with the vocals to be able to like, create something. The first half, it was pretty much just bought beats, you could tell that, but, like, the melodies in the second half coincided with vocal melodies, and they worked together, and at the same time, you know, melodies would change and, like, peak, and, you know, it it worked really well with the vocals in the second half. The features in the second half also stick to the narrative. As I said, they're all really, really good as well, but I'll start from the start. I really liked the chorus in Pardon. It was quite, like, cocky. Like, there's a difference between braggadocious and cocky. I think braggadocious is just saying, like, oh, I have money. But cocky is like, oh, I have money. What do you have? And, you know, it's much more aggressive and in your face. And I feel like it takes a certain person to be able to pull that off. And T.I. just does that flawlessly. Uh, heard somebody say I wasn't popping. Will they be misinformed? I got a hundred k in my pocket. I'd be outside toting carbon with the young neighbour shooting like hard a neighbour. Beg your pardon. I just put the paddock on a throwaway. Shorty try to take a neighbour's soul away. Beg your pardon. Big body rolls give me road rage. Swerving in an Aston Martin neighbour. Beg your pardon. And like I just love how like overly cocky that is. There was one word in there that I focus on just every single time, and whenever I hear it, I just I can't take in the rest of the song because I'm just I'm focusing on it. The entire time. Like, on just how bad it is. Get a little money than double. Level. Came a long way from selling weed in the envelope. Like, meaning envelope. But to rhyme it with level, he has to say envelope. 
which is really... But like, that would make sense if velop was a word and it meant something in the envelop. You know, that it would be a stretch still, but, like, that would at least make sense. Now he's just like... Yeah, like, I know rappers bend words to make them rhyme. Eminem is probably the most notable for doing that. But, like, this is bending the words so hard that it snaps, and it's no longer a word. It's just two noises that he's made. Yeah, I thought that was, like, the biggest stretch of a word I've ever seen. And while I'm on the topic of wordplay as well, uh, I just thought the air and water interlude was a top notch. Uh, Obviously, the album name is The Libra, and the cover is a set of scales, you know, Libra. Uh, it's all astrology shit. I don't really know too much about it, so I might have missed some references throughout. But obviously with the title and cover like that, I did expect the album to focus on it a lot more, which it didn't. A little bit weird, but but this interlude, it focuses heavily on astrology. And it's it's just got some amazing uh, wordplay in there. It's all spoken word by Rhapsody. Forgot you came out of cold world, driving Taurus, got you forward. The trap like a cancer, crabs in the barrel, you still adored it. it. Was right at the start of the track, and then towards the end, looking in the eyes of justice and being a pupil of it, in his sixth house, but he ain't a virgin to this. T.I. actually played no part in this song whatsoever, like, there were no vocals, he wasn't, like, a co-writer or anything, unless he went, um, like, uncredited, but I seriously doubt he would have gone uncredited on his own album. Uh, Family Connects as well, that's a really, really good song. I think that's at around the halfway point of the album. Uh, T.I.'s son, Domani, is on it. He was on the feature, and then his other son, Messiah, was on the production. Uh, In Domani's second verse, he says, I'm most definitely my daddy's son, it's not denying. I used to run away from my last name. I was mortified of being that neighbour that live off a neighbour at 25. So I moved out at 18, and I'm on my own. Pops, I know you got it, but I'd rather just get it on my own. That is really, really nice. Messiah does really well in the production as well. Like, I wouldn't have guessed that it's T.I.'s son. I don't know if he's had help throughout it, or if he's been coached his entire life. I genuinely don't know, but he did really, really well. I didn't second-guess it being, like, a professional producer at all. Uh, he might be, actually. I don't really know anything about Messiah. What's his last name? Harris, I think it is. All right, so, and, yeah, in the song, T.I., he takes a bit of a um, bit of a fatherly figure, giving out, like, life advice and, and what have you. And I absolutely love the Fire and Earth interlude. It's spoken word by Ernestine Johnson. If you listen to this and you didn't feel something deep inside you, there's something wrong. Like, it's it's incredibly moving. It's very, very powerful, incredibly emotional. Like, it's... Like, this is empowerment by definition. Like, this... Yeah, it's incredible, this song, or this interlude. The emphasis that Ernestine is just, it's putting behind her voice is... It's so moving. It's very, very powerful. I urge you to listen to this. Uh, even if you're not like a TI fan, just listen to it. He's not a part of it, just like the Air and Water interlude, this Fire and Earth interlude. He doesn't write it. He doesn't produce it. I think he's just like a curator of it. But it's it's absolutely amazing. It's only two minutes long as well. It won't take you long to listen to it. Um, I'm not going to like quote anything from it because I'm just going to take away from it. I'm not going to be able to match her at all please go and listen to this. Like, it is incredible. Yeah, I honestly think being an interlude on a TI album is just doing it dirty. It definitely needs its own thing. Pantone Blue is another amazing track. It's about an old friend of TI's who is no longer with us. It features Alec Berets, I think it is, or Berets. 
I don't know, but he he absolutely kills it. Uh, T.I. does a great job throughout, nowhere near as good as Alec, uh, but he manages to hold the song up and not, you know, ruin it. But yeah, towards the end of the second verse, he, he did do Alec a little bit dirty on the song. Um, yeah, he does mess it up a little bit in the second verse. Me, I'm more worried about the vaccination, man. These people diabolical, they nothing to play with. Put that shit in you or your baby, your ass crazy. Now, I don't want to downplay the amount of shit that the black community has gone through with all of this. As Royster59 put it really well in the allegory, there's plenty of reasons for black for the black community to not trust white doctors. You know, in the past, they have used black communities as test rats. You know, as like, oh, let's see how unsafe this vaccine is. That's incredibly wrong. It's something that never should have happened. I don't want to downplay that one bit. Um, it's definitely something that should be recognised, and it should be it should be something that's considered while you know white doctors are giving out vaccines, like to anyone really. And yeah, it is something that should be considered in any sort of health profession. Yeah, so I, I completely understand developing trust issues from that. I I get that one hundred percent. I I would as well. And I also understand not getting a vaccination you don't need. You know, especially if it comes with possible side effects, there's absolutely no reason why you should get a vaccine you don't need. Um, I'm not going to get one for, you know, a disease that's isolated in Spain because I'm not going to go to Spain. Nothing against Spain or Spanish people. I think it's a lovely country. I would just go to other places before Spain. If I was offered a free trip to Spain, sure, I'll go. Nothing about Spain calls out to me. You know, so I'm, I'm not going to go there. So I'm not going to get a vaccine for something that's isolated there if I might lose all of my hair. Like, you know what I mean? However, children need vaccines to prevent the whooping cough or tetanus or something as severe as those diseases. Um, if you don't trust a white doctor to give you a vaccine, fair enough. Absolutely no judgment there whatsoever. Yeah, you are more than entitled to have trust issues from, like, the permanent damage that has been caused. Consult a black doctor. I'm sure they would understand where you're coming from, and I'm sure they would be able to, like, explain why it's so necessary. Like, these these diseases aren't to be fucked with. Like, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, that is a really good song. And to be honest, Pantone Blue, that song there, is probably my favourite, like, song on there. My favourite track would have to be the Fire and Earth interlude. Pantone Blue is probably my favourite song. Uh, How I Feel is another really good song as well. Um, Forest Factory and David Banner uh, provide the best beat for T.I. and Killer Mike to say what they need to say. Uh, and, like, yeah, Alec, um, Eric Eric Bellinger is singing his heart out on the chorus as well. He goes absolutely in. There's a lot of emotion behind that. It mainly focuses in on police brutality uh, towards the black community, but at times it will take a step back and just look at racial issues as a whole. Um, T.I. starts his verse out with, Fuck all that protest and marching peacefully. They gonna find a way to handle us egregiously, legally. If I may get the shit out of my mind now, we born in the battlefield, can't call no time out. Every time now, it's another one of us lying out, crying out. I can't breathe until he dies out. Make me up myself, what would you die about? absolutely hard and I, I love the lyricism in that 
it's yeah that's an excellent way to start out not only a verse but a song uh, and then Killer Mike just has to be one of my favourites of all time. Um, he had three verses. They're all fairly short. I think the long, the first one is fairly long. And then the next two are, are just like short six-bar kind of verses. But his first verse, the longer one, which was verse two in the song. Let me know if you didn't follow that. Uh, he said, bad boy, bad boy, tell me what you're going to do when the police kill your mama. And like that is just... Yeah, I don't need to explain how that makes me feel. You felt it as well. All throughout the tracks, the artists just say things very bluntly like that as well. Like, they word things in a way that just... They make everything, for lack of a better term, black and white. Like, they just come right out and say, this is the issue. You know, no matter what you say, no matter how you say it, this is an issue. You can reword it however you want in your political garbage nonsense. It's an issue. It doesn't matter what else is surrounding this. doesn't matter what's happening at the time. This is an issue. We need to fix this issue. I think that's brilliant. Like, it, it really makes you think... Well, this is quite difficult to word. It just it points out something wrong. And they word it in a way that you're unable to you know, come back at it. You're just like, okay, yes, I agree with you. Like, the, yeah, they make it so you cannot disagree with them. I think it's it's brilliant. We Did It Big is a great song as well. T.I. shows a much more emotional side uh, to him about an old friend that died, probably the same one on Pantone Blue. But, yeah, I do really like this song, but the chorus just ruins it for me. I cannot get past the chorus whatsoever. It's sung by John Legend, who I usually really like, but the chorus just says, We Did It Big 20 times. That's a lot. I don't need to hear it that many times. I understand you made it big. Say it a couple of times to, like, drill it into my head that you made it bigger. That's that's fine. I don't need to hear it 20. And the chorus plays three times throughout the song as well, so I hear that 60 times every time I listen to that song. That's just... That's ridiculous. And then finally, the outro, Deja's Confusion. I believe that's how you say her name. That is T.I.'s daughter, the one that, you know was involved in that controversy. Uh, but that's about uh, black empowerment while remaining humble. Um, I'd absolutely love it. I think it takes a fantastic, mature stance. She's only 20 or so now. Um, and yeah, it's a very, very mature um, perspective that she's taken on. Uh, I've yeah got nothing for respect for her after hearing this. The colour of our skin, the texture of our hair, and our other unique features... Why die to fit in when we were born to stand out? Absolutely brilliant. And a little bit later, um, when you have the courage to be yourself and share the gifts you've been blessed with, you give others the art of knowing that they can too. Be a reflection of what it is you desire. Your soul is beneath no one, and your soul is superior to no one. Your greatness awaits to walk with you in your desired path. That's fantastic. The way that she... Like, says it as well that you are not superior to anyone. I, I think that's that really, like, humbles you. This is all spoken word as well. It's not meant to rhyme. And the way that she ends the, like, outro as well is amazing. I bet you were expecting to hear something different, probably hoping I'd serve you some tea more specific to business of ours. But I'm just too gifted to be here on that bullshit. You see, evolution is key, and stagnation, and stagnation ain't me. Nah, I'd rather admire the beauties of life, finding solace in places it'll take most more time to acknowledge. Very, very strong girl. The production throughout was really, really good. Again, in the first half, it was a little bit 
cookie cutter, and I, I think they were just bought beats. But yeah, it really tightened up in the second half. One track that was in the first half, Respect the Code, it did have amazing production. Uh, the beat had the perfect amount of saxophone in it. Love a bit of saxophone in hip-hop. Um, and then T.I., the absolute music mogul, had the foresight to put none other than Fat Mother on this song. And like, just... Okay, I've got to play this. I, there's no way I cannot play this. Oh. With the saxophone. That deep voice. Oh. It just... I don't know what it is about his voice. It just yells luxury. Yeah, he can talk about pistol whipping. He can talk about heroin all he wants. This is luxury. I don't know how he does it. I genuinely don't know how he does it. Like, that could put me to sleep. Um, and just before his verse, he says, I wish I really knew how to sing for you, baby, but since I can't, I'm going to count this paper right in front of you. Like, he, he is seducing me with that. My God. Uh, Hypno sampled Hypnoto Hypnotize uh, by Biggie, and G they did that song so dirty. It sounded horrible. And to top it all off, they didn't even mention anything worth mentioning at all. T.I. even said on that song, he's been beefing with his own daughter. It's such a bad song to pay homage to such a good song. They really did Biggie Dirty on that one. As far as all of the features went as well, um, the only one that really missed was 42 Doug. He didn't really contribute anything. You could get rid of him and nothing would really change. Uh, he was in On The Hood and he did take away from the track as well. Two people that I want to mention that I haven't already would be 21 Savage on Thank God. He just said Encore, f*** it, hit they block again. Oh my god, how hard is that? Hit they block again. That is that is very hard. And I, I loved every Miss Pat feature as well. She's hilarious. She was at the end of like certain songs all throughout. But to be honest, I think he should have made two albums. One with the sort of materialistic trap, which is the first half, and then the second one, the second half, which is all about the black empowerment, and just never release the first half. I think that would have made it so much better. And like, why call it the Libra? You know, if he then called it something to do with, I don't know, empowerment or something like that, I think that would just make this so much better. But yeah, I, I don't really know why he called it Libra. It was a very minimal focal point. There was a much stronger and much more important uh, focal point all throughout. But yeah, I'm going to give this one a six and a half. Um, mainly because there are quite a few tracks that I'll be more than happy to return to. And that Fire and Earth interlude is so good. I, like, I, I, there's no way I can give this anything less than six and a half out of ten while that is on here. Like, that alone will make up the six and a half. So be sure to let me know down in the comments what you guys thought of the album. Is T.I. the best Atlanta rapper out? Should he continue making music? But be sure to check back tomorrow because I've got a review by Homeboy Sandman. Don't feed the monster. I'll see you then. That's a wrap.